0: totally encourage you to participate in growth track and if you need more information on that uh, check out the website come and talk to me and we'll we'll get you hooked up so we're continuing on in a series called famous last words uh we're, we're looking at the red letter words of of jesus in scripture as as uh as he was getting to the end of his time and 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 i've got i've got some good last words, famous last words that, that we'll be looking at today. But I want to I bring up some other famous last words that we might be familiar with that, that kind of will, will strike a chord. So the first one's this. <clears throat> you can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That is our great famous last words, right? Nobody's like Luke going, no, no don't do that. But, but Obi-Wan, those are awesome last words. Next one. I'm going to the bathroom to read, Elvis Presley. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> I figured Brenda would, would, would not be happy with that one. So the next one. They couldn't hit an elephant at this, dist by General Sudwick, killed on the battlefield in 1864. So he was like standing on the parapet, looking at the, at the people out there and said that just as he got shot. Next one. Honey, would you please get me a fork? The man who owned the first toaster. You gotta start somewhere, right? And then, the, and then the last one, tell them I said something. So we, we all probably want cool last words. And, and I'm going to assume that my last words will be brilliant. But I also hope not to say them for like a, a, at least a couple more decades. And in reality, what's probably going to happen is I'm going to be there on my deathbed. I'm going to go, dude. And that will be my last word. But today, we're going to be looking at Jesus' last words. Some of the last words that Jesus said. Uh, out of Luke, the words that were recorded in Luke. My notes are, are blurry, so we're gonna pop it up here and I'll read it off of here. So in Luke twenty three, thirty two, Jesus said it says, Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, and the soldiers gambled for his clothes, by throwing dice. So, so consider the scene. We're just looking at, at the small verse here, but 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 it, but it's good to take a a, a picture of, of all that's going on there. So, so Jesus and these criminals are being led up to the, to the crucifixion. Now, now this is not something abnormal. That 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 the soldiers they you know they were just they were gambling for his clothes afterwards. Like this is just what we do. This is this is the gig. That that Jesus bloody tortured mess is being humiliated as he walks up. Uh, to be crucified, the soldiers nail his hands on the cross, pop them up there and, and, and for most of them it's just, it's just another day they didn't really have a full understanding of what they're doing and, 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 and then Jesus says something that, that in, this, in this horrific scenario Jesus says Father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing go, go ahead and say that with me out loud Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. So, so what is Jesus really saying here? In, in the process of dying, of being tortured, of being spit upon, of being looked at and, and, and mocked, Jesus lifts a prayer request to his Father. That in, in this moment of, of torment and agony, it's, it's not a, a screaming for a call of relief, it's not a demand of retribution, which, to be honest, would be things that, that would be going through my mind at that time. You know, realistically, how much discomfort do we have to be in to start calling out for retribution, to start calling out for relief? You, know, it, you, you guys might have some extreme stuff in your life that, that your past, your background might have uh, sexual abuse it might have physical abuse, it might have significant mental abuse that, that relationships that were, were were violent or aggressive um, it, it, you could have significant financial strain that, that there, there are all sorts of scenarios and situations that i 'm going to assume all of us are in some form or fashion that that are agonizing that, that might be caused by by others and, and, and my response would be. I know my response would be that. My response is that when I have a hangnail. It's like, oh, my hangnail. Looking for somebody to blame. But, but Jesus, who's this swollen, broken, bloody mess, this Jesus who's, who's being humiliated by, by everyone around him, this, this Jesus who's, who's hung to a wood cross like a bloody ornament to be mocked and spit upon until he dies, his prayer is is beyond his own personal suffering. His prayer is beyond his his own personal situation that his prayer puts the focus on on two parties The, the first party is is God the Father. He, he puts the focus on his love for God the Father in in jesus moment of misery. who does he call out to? He calls out to, to the Father He calls out to the one that he knows loves him he calls out to the one that he knows will will respond. He's he's his go-to man. Now we all have our go-to man, right? That that we all got somebody that when we're in pain and misery that, that we go to. And and mine's my wife. So 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 when I have a boo-boo or or when somebody has hurt me or or if I'm in pain, she's the one that I go to. I go to her because I love her and she loves me and I know that she'll either commiserate with me or, or offer me help or tell me, suck it up, dude. You, you can get through this. But, but she's the person that, that, that cares for me and, and she's the one that I'm gonna reach out to. And, and in Jesus' scenario here, it's, it's God the Father that in his torment, in his misery, he's reaching out to the one that he knows is gonna be there. The second party is for the them. Is for the them. Consider the prayer again. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Jesus prays that the Father would forgive them. So let's consider the possibilities of who the them are. The, the, the first people that we can look at are, are the soldiers, the dudes that nailed him to the cross, that, that they were responsible for his death, right? They, they helped kill Jesus. They were the ones that popped the nails in, stuck him up there, stabbed him with a knife. They, they did it. That that I think these are the guys that, that Jesus is talking about. But but it's not just them, there are others too. There's there's Pilate, there's the, the Roman dude who who sent him off to be crucified, that that he knew Jesus was innocent, and yet he offered it up to the people, and they said, Okay, we're gonna send Jesus off to be crucified. So so Pilate turned his head, washed his hands of it, and sent Jesus off. That, that Pilate had a hand in in Jesus' death. That I think Jesus was talking. About Pilate, but then there are groups of people like beyond Pilate. There, there's the, the Pharisees the Sadducees, the, the religious, the, the religious people that that were offended by what Jesus was saying and doing, and 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 then they were the ones that were plotting to get him off in the first place, right? That that I think I think Jesus was was referring to them because they had a significant hand in 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 Jesus's death. I don't. I don't you know, we don't see that Jesus' prayer went like this, that Father, please forgive them, except for the dudes with the hammers. You know, not, not, not them. Father, Father, please forgive them, except for Pilate. You know, he was just a jerk for not doing the right thing. Father, forgive them, except, except for those religious dudes. You know, they're just, they're just jerks. They, they, they should have known better. Now, it's, it's Father, forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They've got misguided intentions. They're focused in the wrong place. They're, they're not paying attention. They don't really understand what's going on. And, and we can see where, where somebody realizes this after the fact that in Matthew 27, 54, one of the soldiers says, surely he was the son of God, said the centurion. He, he knew that after the fact, he's like, oh, uh-oh, I think I screwed up. And if, if we look in other places in scripture, we can see that, that, that people didn't understand. 1 Corinthians 2.8, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. They didn't understand what they were doing, they were, but they were a part of, of Jesus dying. And then even Paul in 1 Timothy, he writes, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ in my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. That, that, that even the Christian of Christians can, can, can confess and admit that, you know, I didn't understand what I was doing. And this is, these are the people that Jesus are praying for. There's this level of, of misunderstanding that's, that's rampant amongst all of them. Some were corrupt. Some wouldn't stand up for what was right. Many didn't believe. Many just didn't care. Which all led to this moment of Jesus on the cross. And in that moment, Jesus' response is one of love and compassion. It's of love and compassion and care for those that put him there. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. How mind-blowing is that? The Son of God, tortured and disfigured and left to die, calls with a plea of love, of forgiveness for them. for, For all that had lifted even a finger to put him there. I forgot to mention one group. I forgot to mention one group of people that fall into the to the them in this prayer. Us, you and I, baby. That w- that we play a role there. That 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 we play a role in killing Jesus. Our our corruption, our sin, our weakness, our pettiness, our our misunderstanding of of God and His grace. That 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 this is why Jesus died. That we had a role. And, and Jesus is under no illusions. He knows exactly why he came to earth. He explains it with utmost clarity. In Mark 10, it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom for many. We are the many. We are the many. You and I made the cross necessary. We, we probably don't have a full understanding of how all that plays out, but, but we're included in the ones that he prays to forgive. So, so we can stand here and say we killed Jesus. I killed Jesus, and with that, we offer this. So, Simple Church on the website, you can order and I killed Jesus T-shirts. No, that's a that's a downer, isn't it? That's 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 not really what we want to focus on. So, so if you're sitting here thinking, whoa, that that weight is heavy, then then. Uh, then I think you're missing the point. I think you're missing the point that if you're all bummed out and despondent because you killed Jesus, you're missing the point. The point is Jesus. The the point is Jesus, that that he died on the cross for us, that that our forgiveness comes through him, that that we're washed clean because of him, and, and that there, there is hope. That, that the point is not looking at, at ourselves and, and the role that we play, but look at him and the role that he plays. That when we're coming upon Easter, this is, this is the focus, right? Christmas is always much more fun because there's presents and we look at little baby Jesus. But, but in reality, it's Easter. Easter's the one that we should cele- be celebrating. Easter should be the party. Easter should be totally the party because the point is him. So what do we do with this? What do we, what do, we do with this, with this prayer? When it, when it comes to scripture, one of the things that, 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 that I'll focus on or, or experiment with is, is uh, questions from a Discovery Bible study. So, so I'll ask what these verses say about God, what these verses say about us, and then what are we supposed to do about it? Um, what are we supposed about to do about these verses? We're going to look at it from two different perspectives. The first one is in a response to God. Jesus' focus was, God, what is our response to these verses in light of God? Our response to God should be one of gratefulness. Jesus is the point. Easter is the reason. It is, this, this, is, this is the celebration that, that when we look at Jesus' sacrifice, um, his love, his forgiveness, his, his care, we should be grateful. Now, have you, has anybody watched The Passion of the Christ? Traumatic movie, right? Intense, in you know, that, that when you get to see Jesus making his way up to the cross, it's, it is hard to, to not have a, a guttural response of disgust and discomfort. And yet, what it truly is is an opportunity to be thankful it is an opportunity to be thankful that, that, that from, a, from a Christian perspective, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is celebration time, despite how ugly that it is, that this is the path that gets us to where we need to be. It's, it's him. And, and, and throughout that, you might, you might be saying to yourself, yeah, but I don't fully understand that. I don't, I don't fully grasp all that. And I'm going to tell you, I don't fully either that there that that, that, that are a lot of things in scripture, there are a lot of things that, that God shares that, that, that we're not supposed to fully understand. And, and it isn't until our, our walk with him gets better that some of the things become more clear. I don't, I, don't only, I don't fully understand his plan in my life. I don't fully understand my role in that plan. And as I walk, I don't always know what I'm doing. I don't. But, it, but if, I, if I get to know him more, the more that I get to know God, the more that I get to, to know Jesus and understand what his sacrifice was, what, what, what Easter is, that I get a better understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. So, so what this doesn't say is uh, the, the path will be straight so that you can understand the Lord in all the ways and then you can trust him too if that's what you think you need to do. That it's the, the first thing is to trust that you, 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 you have to trust something that you're not totally sure about, right? That, that I can be up here and I can be very trusting that the that stage is not going to fall but that's not really a big leap because it's never fallen. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I, I, have, I have supreme confidence in that. But in the, in the ways of God, you know, I have to trust. Because I don't fully understand. I don't know exactly what is going to happen. Faith. That, 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 if, that if, I'm, if I'm not trusting in the first place, I won't understand. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding because I'm going to fess up. I'm a dummy, you know. I would like to think that I'm really smart. But when it comes to all of God's ways, not even close. Not even close. But I know that if I, but if I trust him, and I don't rely on my own thing, he's gonna make the path straight. I'm not gonna make the path straight. He is. He totally is. That if I can set aside my misunderstanding, trust him, I can figure out how to walk. But I gotta know him better. We, you know, if, if we look at uh, the, the vision statement for Simple Church, does anybody know the vision statement for Simple Church? I do, because Aaron drills it into me. Say it out loud, Jason. Yeah, God, Reaching people far from God, teaching them to follow Jesus step by step. Step by step. We're on a path. We're on a journey. You guys are all on a journey. As a congregation, we're on a journey. As individuals, you're on a journey. You're a part of, you're a part of the family, and, and our desire is to see you taking the steps, getting closer to, to Christ. And, and to do that, well, you've got to know him. You got to know him better. That that if you don't know him, if you're not knowing him more and more, then you really can't follow him. You're definitely not going to be like him. You know, you might be like how you think he is, how you want him to be, but but you've got to know him. If I disregard God, both in striving to know him more and not responding in obedience to him, then then the words in the cross just don't sound nearly as hopeful. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. But, but the more that I know God, the, the better we know him, the more grateful we'll be. He'll, he'll give us more of an understanding. He'll definitely show us the path that we're supposed to walk. Jesus said, Father, forgive them if they don't know what they're doing. We should respond to God with gratefulness. And then next is our response to others. So if we look at our response to God, we, sh- we should also have a response to others. With these last words of Christ, I want, I want to highlight two different perspectives of how we should respond to others. The first is, we should seek forgiveness for those that hurt us. So I've got, I've got this, this person in my life that, for the last couple of years, has made uh, me miserable. He has, I can say, tormented, as is actually a legitimate word. Me, and my wife, and my kids, and... and uh, don't like him at all. Not even a little bit. And, and, and my response, my, my, my stock response is, I've got plans. I've got plans for when he comes out and he says this one thing to me. This is what I'm going to say to him. And when he does this one thing to me, this is what I'm going to do to him. That I have this, I'm, I'm confessing here, I have, I have a, a bit of an attitude problem towards this person. And, and he's, he's hurt us. He hasn't like... You know, whip me with a cat of nine tails or spit on me, or, well, he hasn't whipped me with a cat of nine tails. Um, spit has come out. But, you know, really, it hasn't been anything like physically damaging. Yet, there's, there's a little bit of torment there. And, and, and my response is uh, not like Jesus, it is of it is, uh, plans of retribution and, and, uh, and joy in his misery. That's, that's, that's pretty much uh, kind, of, kind of the stand that, that, that I struggle with. And, and, and what's sad is that this dude doesn't really fully understand what he's doing. You know, that, that uh, he's had significant loss in his life, and he's made horrific choices, and, and because of that, I've become a target. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He doesn't understand the damage that he's doing to his to our family, he doesn't understand the damage that he's doing to his family. Should my response be of one of retaliation? And and you guys might have people like that in your life. So maybe it's a coworker or a family member, where it's just like you know I'm ready to poke and get back at them. And is is that what a response should be? Have you plotted and planned revenge? Do you do you spend Time dwelling on the offense that somebody has laid on you, do you, do you carry that weight uh, of the hurt? Does, does that weight impact the rest of your relationships that I know the weight that I carry from this dude is, impacts my relationship with my wife and my kids in, in certain situations? Are, are you carrying the offense and then how, how unfortunate is that how, how sad is that that that, that somebody that has hurt you, you just continue to, to carry that hurt and have it overflow into everywhere else. And then, and then like even in the prep for the sermon, it's been challenging for me this week because, because I'm supposed to have a, a different position. I'm supposed to have uh, something else in that path. And it's just not easy, it's just not easy. But Jesus displayed the path, For Father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And, and, I've, and I've said that on behalf of this guy several times this week, I, I, can, I can say it now, Father forgive him, because he, he just doesn't know what he's doing. And I can feel it in my forehead, the difference. So when I talk about the, the retribution and the planning that I'm doing to get him back, my head hurts, that, that I can see it. That, that if you're having a conversation with me and you want to know how I really feel, look at my eyebrows. Because they don't lie. That, that when I'm thinking about retribution, this is what my face is. Oh, but Father, please forgive them. That, that it all goes away. There's, there's, there's something there. There's something there for us when we seek forgiveness for, for them. Now, that doesn't mean that, that I'm at a place of forgiving him, but I'm taking the first steps of saying, Father, this is where I need to be. I, I pray that you're there for his behalf and then ultimately for me. So, so Aaron says, uh, and I almost screwed it up, choices lead, feelings follow, right? Choices lead, feelings follow. I don't feel forgiveness for this dude yet. But until I make the choice of seeking out forgiveness for them, I am never gonna get there. I'm never gonna get there. Are, th- are there people in your life that you need to get there? Are, are there people that-, that you can look at that are just a thorn in your side, that are, that are poking and prying, doing things that just totally tick you off, that, uh, that you need to forgive? That you need to to, to feel that, that relief, not just not just on in the relationship that you have with them, but also with your father. Because with with your with your father, that's, that's what he wants for you too. That he wants he wants forgiveness for for all of them. And you have you have that opportunity. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And in, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make, your, make straight your paths. Trust in him for forgiveness and he'll show you the way to get there. He'll totally show you the way to get there. And, and, and he expects it. Matthew six twelve, when when we're looking at the Lord's prayer, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. We should seek to forgive those that hurt us. And then we should seek forgiveness from the ones that we hurt. So, so I've never hurt anybody. So I don't have firsthand experience here. <laughs> so the people that are laughing are probably the people that I've apologized to. Um, I've apologized to way too many people here. Way, way too many people. And I'm going to assume that I'm going to have to apologize to even more than that as my time goes on here. Because you know what? I do and say stupid stuff. And you do too. That's not an excuse or rationalization, but, but, but know that um, you've all hurt people. That there are people out there that, that are holding the offense that you gave them. There are people out there who, who you've hurt and damaged, and you might be hurting and damaging right now, whether intentionally or not, whether you know it or not, they're out there. And you've got a responsibility. I totally believe that you've got a responsibility. That, that you need to seek forgiveness from the people that you hurt. That, that when, it comes to, when it comes to the hurt that we carry, that others have given to us, we're not necessarily quick to, to go and give them forgiveness. How much more so are those people doing that to you? That, that it's not like, like Ben might have a hard time sharing with me that, well, I hurt him. But if, but if he doesn't share it, we don't have the opportunity to see relationship restored, right? You might know exactly who it is that you need to go and apologize to. Um, I took advantage of that in between services. I apologized to a couple. Because when, when we think on this, when we pray on this, when we dwell on how our relationships are, God will present us the opportunities like, oh, here's, here's who I'm supposed to go to. Matthew 5, 23 through 24 says, so if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifices to God. Seek out the opportunities. Pray for him to to bring to mind, bring to heart, who it is that you need to apologize to. And, and see relationships restored. You, you could be giving a freeing moment to the person that you hurt. Because who knows how they're carrying it. I know how I carry it. It's ugly. But take the opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunities to to apologize. And, and, and understand that, that they are, and we are, the them. That forgiveness is is for all of us, and we need to participate in that. If you desire to see your relationships restored, both with God and with others, we need to be quick to seek forgiveness. Now, I'm gonna share with you a, uh, an apology structure. This is not a, an, an apology manipulation scheme, but this is, this is a, a, a path of seeking forgiveness that I have found work work really well, not, not just to my benefit, but to the benefit of everybody involved. So if, if you're taking notes, this I would totally encourage you to, to write down, but, but this is gonna be a, a seven step apology. It's like seven steps. A seven step apology that, that uh, not only do I, I believe you will find uh, relief in, but, but I know that I have, that, that, it's, that it's worked. So here, here we go, number one, first thing you need to do is express regret. You need to say I'm sorry. You know, you can't say I'd like to apologize and then not do anything. That's like, I'd like to apologize, but I just can't bring myself to do it. You, you need to say, I'm sorry. That, that the person that you've hurt, full blown, right off the bat, I am, I am so sorry. Now, this is where we usually have our like, little kids, right? Go say you're sorry. And they go, I'm sorry. And then you're done. That's the one step. Step number one means uh, almost a little bit better than nothing. But you, but you really got to follow through on the rest of it. So the first thing is, I am so sorry. Number two is... Explain what went wrong. This is not an excuse. this is an explanation this is uh, This is you acknowledging so this this is what I did Th- this, is, this is how I screwed up and, and this is what i 'm apologizing for and, and in that conversation, what you might find is that you 're apologizing for the wrong thing that that oh that's, that that it was something different that, that there was, there was a, a different response that they were offended by something else so it 's it's, a it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a confession. I'm sorry, this is what I did. This, this is how I screwed up. Number three, acknowledge responsibility. It's on me. Don't, don't pass it off like, well, well Jason told me. And it's, it's on you. Take, take responsibility, own responsibility. I'm sorry, this is what happened. I totally did it. Number four is declare repentance. This is what I'm gonna do to make sure this doesn't happen again. This is what I'm going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. That, that uh, unfortunately, most of the things that we do that, that hurt other people, that's not a one-shot. That's not a one-time, one-time affair. It's something that, that happens. Uh, if, if I don't think about it, I'm going re- to repeat that cycle. I'm going to repeat that cycle. So sharing with them the, the steps that I'm going to take to not see this cycle happen again is, is huge for, for you and them. Number five... Offer repair. Is, is there something I need to do to fix this? Do I do I need to do I need to apologize to somebody else? Do I need to to replace something? What, whatever it is, figure out what can you do to to repair which, what you had done wrong. And then number six, request forgiveness. That if you go from from I'm sorry to can you please forgive me, that, that, that that's the path that that if somebody can see that that you're humble enough to acknowledge it to see it change and then to ask for forgiveness is massive and and more often than not that'll happen but if you can make it through those six steps and they don't forgive you it is not on you you did what was right you confronted the situation in a right and righteous way seeking forgiveness now, I said there were seven. Number seven is number seven is something that, that I've kind of like thrown in uh, a little bit more recently than the first six. Number seven is is key for um, the reasons that we talked about earlier that people don't necessarily share what they're hurting about. Number seven is ask if there's anything else for which I need to apologize for. That might sound silly, but but you know there there might be something else I can apologize to Jason for something and. But if I give them the opportunity for anything else, is there anything else? That if, I, that if my desire is, is for forgiveness across the board, if my desire is for relationship restoration across the board, don't leave anything hidden. Give them the opportunity to share. And, and if they share, then you got the opportunity to, to go through that process again. It's like, oh, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that I was doing that. How awesome would it be if, if people told you what was hurting them and I didn't do that anymore. I would love to not hurt people anymore. But if they're holding on to something and they don't share it again, that's not on you. That you gave them the opportunity to share it. You gave them the opportunity that, that, uh, that you have gave them the opportunity to, to come at forgiveness from a biblical perspective as too. if you got something against somebody, go ahead and share it. Give them the opportunity. And... I have never, ever walked through this process and not had someone forgive me and not been in a better place with them. I've I've never ever gotten to the back end of it and had them call me a name and kick me aside or, or try to hurt me. This is, it's all good. It's all good that we're seeking forgiveness. Jesus sought forgiveness for us. He sought forgiveness for us. And, and, and we pray, we pray that, that people grasp that, that when you come to Sunday morning service, that you know, the worship is awesome and the message is awesome, the coffee is pretty good, and, and we hope that this is not just a, a show, that this is not just a performance, this is not just a box to check off, that, that we hope you walk out of here with, with something that will transform your relationship with God and transform your relationship with others. And and I've been very grateful that that after first service, I had a couple of people tell me, I said, somebody came up and apologized to me and I had got to apologize to them. I was like, wow, that's freaking awesome. That that those stories of of even just like initial steps right off the bat are a beautiful thing to a a pastor's ears. Cause I'm I'm just gonna let you know that that when we we finish up and we walk out there and you come out and you go, nice sermon, that doesn't mean anything. We appreciate it. But it doesn't mean anything. We want to hear how you changed. We want to hear if something's different. Because that's what we pray for you. That's what we desire for you. We want to see relational restoration with others. We want you to have relational restoration with God. We want you to, to know him better and know others better and understand where it is that you make a difference. There's, there's so much we desire for you than to hear a good sermon. That, that my hope... My hope is that, that you walk out of here and grasp an opportunity to forgive someone. That you grasp an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Knowing that, that, that Jesus died on the cross for us, that he, he died for, for our forgiveness. And that our way of responding to, to God with, with thankfulness is, is to seek it for others. I'm gonna have you bow your head and close your eyes, and and and, and we're gonna close out with with a couple of prayers and 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 what I hope God has for you. So if so, you might be sitting here thinking, uh, I don't even know who this Jesus is. If the point is Jesus, I, I don't even fully grasp that, and uh, and that that I, th- that I think I'm supposed to. That that maybe maybe you don't know him. Maybe you don't have the hope that you should have as a as a believer. And and uh, I want you to I want you to know that that it's right there, that that there's there's nothing magical that you have to do, there's no mountain that you have to climb that that in scripture it says just confess and believe. It doesn't mean that, that life is gonna be all hunky-dory and perfect and, and that you're never gonna hurt anybody and nobody's ever gonna hurt you, but but it means that, that you're on a path that, that God is gonna make straight and purposeful and, and, and he's gonna show you who you are and he's gonna show you who he is. That if you haven't started that journey now, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say a, a short prayer and you can, and you can join on in it. There's, no, there's nothing magical to the prayer. It's, uh, it's just confess and believe. Confess and believe and start that journey. Father, I, I, I stand here today praying for, for anyone that is, is getting to know you right now. Father, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna echo a prayer that, that they can say, Father, I, I, uh, I, I come to you. I come to you this morning with a heart of gratefulness, with a heart of thankfulness that that, that I can accept that Jesus Christ was your son. He he died on the cross for my forgiveness. That 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 you get to to see me through him. Father, I, I believe that I believe that he is who he said he is, that he did what what he said he did for the reason that he says that that he is the point. And Father, I, I, I take this moment to, to, to make that confession in, in, in belief and, and say that I'm going I'm to follow after you. I'm going I'm to take the next step. I'm going to take the next step. And then I'm going to take another step. And I'm going I'm to continue to know you better and be a part of this body. Father, I, I thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that is if that is where you are right now, I would I would encourage you to fill out the connect card and say that that I'm committing my life to Christ on that. Let us celebrate with you. Let us let us hear that. We'd love to hear that. And then as I get ready for the next prayer, we'll call the ushers up and and we're going to call the prayer people up as well. So I'm going to have a couple of people up here that that are not just willing to pray for you, but wanting to pray for you. You might be sitting here thinking that, you know, the people that I need to forgive or the people that I need to go up to, this is just, it's kind of scary that, that uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to play out. But I would encourage you to, to, to lift that up in prayer with some of the people that we've got that we'll have up here to pray for you because they, they want to pray for you. They want to bless you and you can give them the blessing of, of allowing them to pray for you. But I'm gonna do one more prayer and, and then we'll continue on and worship. Father, I, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to, to share your word. I pray that I pray that, that that not only you present us with the opportunities of of forgiveness, but but you give us the confidence and the peace to to grab them. Don't let us don't let us miss them. Don't let them run by us. Uh, I, I pray that you just give us uh, confidence in you that, that we can do that we can do the right thing, not just for our own benefit, but for, for the people around us as well. Uh, Father, I, I pray that you just give us the, the strength and focus to, to be right there when we need to. And and Father, I lift up this offering to you. I thank you for the, the work that you're allowing Simple Church to do, and And I pray that you just continue to, to keep us focused on, on the mission at hand to, to impact more and more people not just in simple church but in, in the community surrounding us father we give you praise for all that you've all that you've done and all that you're doing it's in jesus name i pray amen